Before we get into this episode, I just wanted to mention our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and let me explain, because it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's so easy, even a chud can do it. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hi guys, my name is Jimena del Solar. I play Julia in the movie Trauma and you are listening to the Root Horror Podcast. You're listening to the Rude Horror Podcast with your host, Marcus Rude. Hey, what's up, guys? This is the Rude Horror Podcast, and today I know I mentioned I was going to talk about My Bloody Valentine, either the original or the remake. Um, I couldn't find time to do it today, so I'm hopefully wanting to record it this weekend. We'll see how it goes, and uh, I'll release it sometime next week, possibly. Um, Sorry if you guys are looking forward to that today, but instead I'm going to be dropping the episode where I interviewed Chilean horror actress Hamina Del Solar. Um, I hope you guys dig the episode. It was a fun episode to do, and... uh, learned a lot of stuff from her and uh and it sounds like she's got some really cool projects in the works so uh this isn't a really long interview but uh what I did have an interview with her about I thought it was pretty interesting so I hope you guys enjoy the episode and uh there will be a, a a spoiler um just I'm gonna put like a spoiler disclaimer right here because uh uh the film trauma that she had worked in one of the questions uh kind of spoils part of the movie so um if you don't want to spoil that movie and you want to watch that movie first before you listen to this i'd i'd say watch the movie first if uh if you don't mind but uh otherwise just uh listen to the interview and uh, hope you guys like it and uh, give me some feedback at rudehorror at gmail.com let me know how I'm doing um, any topic ideas that you'd like me to talk about in the future and um, that's about it oh uh, I did put up our new logo and design that uh, my buddy Jason made for us and uh, I put his Instagram page where you can find him and uh, our work done uh, I think it's like grievous or designs um, I'll put it in the in the description and uh, you can check out his artwork that he's done <clears throat> and uh, he's also taking commissions right now so if you if you dig what he's doing reach out to him and uh, make something happen uh, I hope you guys dig the artwork as well I, I think it's really rad and uh hoping to get some shirts made uh we'll just i'm trying to uh 
put some feelers out there and see uh, what kind of quotes I can get for that. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to shut up right now and uh, let you guys listen to the interview. Here's the interview that I had with Amina Del Solar. I'm here with Hamina, and today I'll be asking her a few questions and discuss a few horror topics. Um, first off, how are you doing today, Hamina? I'm fine. Thanks a lot for inviting me to your program, Marcus. It is really beautiful that no matter how far we are, there are things connecting us. In this case, our mutual love to horror films. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the great things about the horror genre is it's universally you know, for the most part, universally accepted. And uh, it really brings it, uh, people from all over the world together and uh, share a topic that they love. So I have a few questions for you, if you don't mind. Um, so for my first question, if you can recall, what got you into the horror genre? Well, to be honest, I've been absolutely fascinated by genre films since I was a very little girl. I clearly remember a scene I saw on TV when I was maybe five years old. It was from one of the Hammer's Dracula movie in which a beautiful woman hangs down from a giant bell in a rural church. That moment is as sexy as tragic and I never forget it. I clearly remember that not always, but most of the time, I felt much more attracted by villains, characters, instead of the positive heroes. Today, however, something different happens to me. I think there is so much evil in this world that I deeply admire finding positive and noble traits in people. One of my biggest dreams since I was a girl was to work in horror and fantasy films to represent all those extreme personality characters. Maybe that is the safe way to explore the darkest and fight us without harming anybody, you know? Oh, for sure. It, it's a, a great way to uh, express uh, our imaginations and explore the sides of life that maybe we normally couldn't do in a reality perspective. Um, so uh, for, for my next question, what is your favorite horror film of all time? If you can't name just one, could you name maybe a few of your favorites? Mm, that is always such a difficult question. There are so many brilliant movies in the world, and so it's very difficult to choose, to choose just one. <laughs> but if I have to make a decision, I could mention Psycho and The Rope from Master Alfred Hitchcock. With the valuable help of Alma Revile, of course, always good to point out that they were quite an amazing, talented couple. There are more, of course, uh, movies that I love. For example, The Exorcist. I love that one, really, I love, I love it. Lately, I've been watching some movies from an Italian director, Lucio Fulci. I don't know if you know him, probably you know. Um, I think he's quite an interesting director. Yeah, so I, I, I'm re-watching some of his movies and, and and I like them. Yeah, I like them a lot. 
Yeah, there's really no question. The Exorcist is a really good movie. And uh, I really dig Fulci films as, as well. He's a uh, phenomenal director. Um, what can you tell us about the film you're working on called Lamia? And does it follow the Greek mythology of Lamia? Mm. That one is a very ambitious project, still in development. But yes, yes, the idea is to bring the mythological Greek Lamia to Latin America and create from that a new mythology, mixing the original legends with part of our own South American folklore. The reason why I define it as an ambitious one is because a fantasy film needs big amounts of VFX post-production, which is expensive and technically complex. That is why in the meantime, we are working in some other ideas. Right on. Well, I can't wait to hear more about that movie as time goes on. And uh, I kind of want to get into the topic of trauma from 2017, a movie that you worked on. Uh, what was it like working with director Lucio Rojas? Lucio and I have been friends for the last 20 years, really. Our friendship was born due to the mutual interest we both felt for horror movies. 20 years ago, we were a couple of Dreamer University students, and today, incredibly, we have made several of those dreams come true. Lucio is very hardworking and creative. We're very different. But this allows us to complement different points of view and analyze each project with greater breadth. We discuss respectfully our respect, his position as a director and he mine as an actress and intellectual collaborator, which as which I which I always been. Trauma is not the easiest movie to sit through, even in horror standards. How was your experience working on trauma? I always say that trauma was like doing a couple of full semester at a university. What I mean is, I learned too much. Of course, I know how complex can be the watching of the movie for some spectators. It was complex for me too to work in some segments of the shooting, but I was truly convinced of the quality of the movie. It was a challenging shoot and I was nervous, but at the same time eager to be able to submit to the high expectation that was necessary to develop in some moments. Like the rape sequence, for example, inside the woman's house, which is particularly violent. I'm proud of my work, as well as the whole team, because there were many talented persons that did their best. It was a great experience. It is also amazing that the movie made many people to find out about Chilean recent history. Let me say that all the torture segments and the flashbacks are based on testimonies of real victims and they are even more terrible and harder than those you can watch on the film. Yeah, it's really hard to imagine that that stuff was really going on in like the, the 70s to the 90s. Um, it really opens my eyes to uh, the world history and the world around me. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, this movie is definitely an eye opener. <laughs> um, my next question is, uh, the practical effects and makeup were so realistic and convincing. What was the process like in working with the special effects group for the movie drama? 
Oh, well, it is always fascinating to work with FX makeup artists. Until now, the most complex makeup that has been done on me is that of the trauma. First of all, it was necessary to make the prosthetic of my hair with the mouth open. So I had to remain in that position for an hour or so to create that piece. The feeling is like being buried alive, you know. But it was pretty cool after all. As a team, we mix the practical effects with some improvement or enhancing in the effects during the post-production process. That is a better way to work in order to reach a more realistic aspect. So during the shooting of a film, the better practical effects or makeup you can have allows you, as an actress, to have a more realistic sensation about your character feelings. Of course, you have to imagine a lot. You, you have to do your job. But, but a good makeup helps a lot too. And trauma, there was just one person in charge of those incredible practical makeup you can see in the movie. Her name is Isabella Marchese. I love her work. We worked together again just a month ago in Eden, a short film that is in post-production right now. What can I tell you? Isabella did it again. Wow, that's incredible. I didn't realize that uh, one person was in charge of the special effects. So she did an incredible job. Um, can't wait to see uh, her work in Eden and, and, uh, and you in the film as well. <laughs> Before I ask Hamina another question, I just want to briefly mention our newest sponsor, Wake Brewing. Wake Brewing is a brewery located in Rock Island, Illinois. They craft their own beer there, and they spin metal vinyls. They have horror trivia nights. It's just a really cool place to go to and, and have a couple beers. They've even collaborated with a few metal bands such as Weed Eater and Gate Creeper to make specialized beer with their name and uh it's, it's pretty good stuff really so uh if you're ever interested in uh checking out some great original beer check out wake brewing in rock island illinois you can find them on social media at wake brewing for more detail on when they're open and uh for future events In the United States, I'd like to think that the horror genre is pretty popular. I mean, there's conventions all across the country, all based on the horror genre. I'm not too familiar with how the horror genre is taken in Chile. Is horror popular in Chile? Yes, it is. We do not have horror conventions like yours, but there is a huge amount of people that enjoy a lot horror movies. During the last years, the number of directors interested in making genre films has been increasing, which is very good for all the people involved in this business. As I am telling you, we do not have conventions, but we have horror festivals in different cities. All of them are becoming bigger each year. And for me, they are a big support for all of us because in those places and for the time they last, people can share a common passion and learn more about the filming process while having fun, of course. What can you tell us about 
your next film called Ill Final Contagium. Number six. Mm, Ill is the first international project in which I have an important role to play. I mean, not only as an actress, but also as a creator and screenwriter of my segment, Contagium, along with Lucia Rojas, which is the first one of the anthology. It was a brand new experience for me and I enjoyed it a lot, Marcus. In total, there are four short films. They are independent, but in some small aspects, they are thematically connected to each other. It is about the consequences of an aggressive virus spreading. The disease starts in Chile, but then we have episodes in Rome, Kosovo and Berlin. Rest of directors are Lorenzo Dante Zanoni, Domiziano Cristofaro and Kai Bogatsky. The world premiere of this movie will be in March in France in Sadiq Master Festival this year. What are some of the newer horror movies that you've seen and thought were good? Well, I've been watching many films, not only recent movies at cinema, but old ones too. I love classics. The last two I've watched were The Mad Magician with my beloved Vincent Price and Eyes Without a Phrase, a French classic. During the last year, I liked um, Midsommar, for example. In my opinion, it's a very intelligent portrait of a relationship which is dying down. So none of the main characters is a bad person, but under certain extraordinary circumstances, a dangerous nature is revealed. It is, it is quite interesting and beautifully shooted. Joker, of course, is one of the big titles of the last year. I love the movie. Here we have a tough depiction of social inequality and its severe consequences. For me, Arthur Fleck is not exactly a hero, but the face of the ignored ones. And Godzilla, King of the Monsters, for example, is also a beautiful movie. I must say, the humans in this film doesn't matter at all. So nobody cares about them, really. <laughs> but the creator designs are absolutely amazing. So they worked with such a respectful focus on them. I must admit, I cried as I saw them alive on the screen. It was amazing. It was beautiful. I have not seen the new Godzilla movie yet, but uh, I do plan on checking it out at some point. And I did think Midsommar was awesome and the Joker was phenomenal. Um, and my next question, how much has the Chilean horror cinema culture changed from over the years? Well, 25 years ago, nobody was seriously interested in making horror movies in Chile. But nowadays, there are many people working in this particular area of the industry. Sometimes, when I talk to people I don't know, like an Uber driver, for example, or, or people that I am just meeting for the first time and I tell them that I'm making things to develop horror in Chile, they find it fascinating, but absolutely strange. It is necessary to say that as Chilean film industry still depends a lot on state funds and normally state do not consider horror as culturally relevant, uh, we do not have a big horror industry, but year after year there is more interest put on this set. Can you tell us about any future projects that you're currently working on or going to be working on? 
This year, Marcus, I'm releasing two anthologies. Well, one is Eel Final Contagion, and there is another one. This second anthology is a Chilean project that includes four segments, all directed by Chilean filmmakers. I am in Eden, which is one of the stories. Eden mixes certain amounts of gore, horror, and even fantasy. All stories are completely independent. The only element that connects them is the use of some application, like social network, for example, as a starting point. It is not a critique against these technologies, but against the bad use we can make of them. On the other hand, right now I am involved in the pre-production of a couple of future films to shoot during the present year with Lucio. One of them is Fascinare, which is a very particular story about a pedophile guy and the relation he has with his nephew. And then there is Malevolgia, an interesting story about a group of people forced to remain locked together inside a house while it seems to be something inexplicable, dangerous happening outside. This one is going to be a co-production between Chile and Argentina. When did you realize that you wanted to pursue your career as an actress? I think I always wanted. I mean, since I was a very little girl. But then as I grew up, even though I was sociable, I was very lonely and didn't like to talk about my feelings or emotions. This reason, I was not able to start studies in an acting school or something. Instead of that, I entered to the university and studied linguistics plus English and Japanese. During that period of my life, I participated in a couple of acting workshops and also went to a casting to be a model for a photograph. I was chosen, I mean in that casting, and I loved that experience. But most important, I discovered that I felt good and comfortable as a character in front of the camera. I released myself, so then I started to look for more opportunities like that one. It could be said that I started a small career as a photo model, which prepared me for more challenging experiences. Then, being a big, big girl, <laughs> like now, I spent a couple of years to publish all those abilities and experiences I already had by taking formal acting studies. About horror in particular, well, I love all kinds of cinema, but I have a particular interest in genre, fantasy, horror. So, as far as possible, I will always try to channel my work opportunities to that sector of the industry. I remain faithful to that stimulus that made me dream so much since I was little. And the last question I have for you, if you could work with any director or actor, actress, who would you pick? Well, Marcus, there are so many talented people around there. As in dreams, everything is possible. I would choose Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> I would love to be in the same scene with such an amazing actor like him. <laughs> really, really, I would. But let me say that I would love to, to be in a movie with can you imagine who I'm gonna choose? Well, I'll choose Godzilla. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, because along with Count Dracula, Godzilla is one of my most beloved characters when I was a child. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks so much, Amina, for coming on here and answering a few of my questions. And good luck to you in your future projects. We hope to hear from you again, and maybe we'll have you back on here at some point in the future. Thank you so much, Marcus, for this invitation. It was a honor for me to have a conversation with you, to share your space, your private space, to talk about horror. And of course, I hope in the future to have a, a special opportunity to, to meet you someday and talk about new films, of course, <laughs> that I hope are on the way to become true. But well, it was very, very nice sharing this space with you. So um, just want to send many, many kisses to all the people who have been sharing this conversation with us and hope to see you soon root horror fans <laughs> bye and lots of kisses Mwah. so that was my interview with Hemina del solar and uh it was an incredible interview i thought and uh i thought this was a good way to celebrate women in horror month and to have her on the show and, and talk about some of the projects she has worked on, some of her future projects, and uh, just just be able to talk uh, about the horror genre. I thought that was really cool. So I, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and uh, sometime here in the near future, near future, I will put out the the next episode that will. I might even just do uh, my bloody Valentine double feature, and maybe do the original, the remake. If that's something you guys would be interested in. Otherwise, I'll either do one or the other. Um, just not really for certain which one. Um, if you're listening to on the day of release, um, Roz Talks will be hosting the horror movie night. And uh, the theme this month for February is Fulci Night Part 2. So they'll be playing Cat in the Brain, The New York Ripper, and Zombie. And there might, they might be playing in another Fulci film. It just hasn't been announced. So if something like that is, is uh, sparking your interest, it's a free movie night. And uh, <clears throat> you get to watch free movies on the big screen and have a beer or a hot tea. And uh, I'm pretty sure Jason will have some horror merch for sale. He usually sells some movies. He'll most likely bring uh, his Death Stitch custom clothing as well to to sell the shirts there so definitely check that out and uh don't forget to get those uh fresh baked cookies to have there too <laughs> so that again that's at rock island illinois saturday february 15th and the movie start at seven and if you show up there a little bit early i'm sure jason's going to be spinning uh the beyond soundtrack on vinyl so you guys can kind of listen to some music before the movies kick off and just really just soak into uh fulci night um also wanted to quick mention midwest monster fest they'll be hosting another horror convention september 5th and 6th 
at the Rust Belt in Moline, Illinois. Uh, so far, the guests are C.J. Graham. He played Jason in Friday the 13th Part 6. Linnea Quigley. Uh, this will kind of be like a hometown welcoming for her as uh, she's originally from Davenport, Iowa, which is a hop skip across the river from Moline. So it'll be a treat to have her there. And uh, can't wait to meet everybody there, really. And then uh, J.J. Cohen will be there as well. He was a newly announced guest. And he's been in movies such as 967 Evil. I think that's how it is. That's pronounced. <laughs> and uh, the Back to the Future trilogy. More guests to be announced. And tickets haven't gone on sale yet. I mean, we got quite a ways to go. But uh, definitely go on their website to check it out. And I guess both websites work. MWMonsterFest.com and MidwestMonsterFest.com will take you both to the same place. I thought it was, I thought I got it mixed up last time, but I tried both, both uh, browsers and they both work. So there, I, I guess I wasn't wrong after all. But uh, yeah, so hope you guys episode. But uh, I thought this was a fun one, regardless. Uh, thanks again to Hamina for doing the interview. And to my knowledge, this was her first spoken or first English spoken interview. So it was a, an honor to have her on our show and uh, talk about horror movies and the horror genre. You can also follow Hamina on her Instagram at X I M E D E L L. A-R. Hime Del Solar. I didn't want to butcher her name, so I just figured I would spell it out. X-I-M-E-D-E-L-S-O-L-A-R is her Instagram handle. So follow her on there and keep up to date with what she has going on. And uh, you can also find the movie Trauma on Amazon Prime. And or you can rent it on Google Play and YouTube Movies. You can either purchase or rent on there as well. So that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, email me at rudehorror at gmail.com for feedback and maybe some more future topic ideas. And uh, if you've worked on horror movies or anything horror-related that you think would be worth talking about on the show, send me an email as well. Or you can message me on Instagram at Podcast. And we're also on Facebook at Root Horror Podcast on Facebook. And uh, still working on the whole iTunes stuff. Uh, Still haven't figured out the issue with that. But we're on most of the podcast platforms, um, such as iHeartRadio. It's a newer one that we just got on. And uh, there's, there's quite a few of them. There's like seven or eight or nine, somewhere around there. Seven to nine podcasts that we're on right now. Platforms that we're on right now. So check us out on one of those. I'm sure just type in Root Horde Podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts and hopefully we'll pop up there. Uh, That's all I got for you guys today. So enjoy and I will be back with another episode hopefully early next week. Later, guys. You have been.
been listening to the Rude Horror Podcast. If you like this content and would like to hear future episodes, please follow or subscribe. If you dare. <laughs>